0: one two zero to It's IFR flight radio. One two zero, If you have questions about how to talk to air traffic control while flying IFR, we have the answers. Here's heading Here's your host, Jeff Camerish. Miami Center. of direct Ormond Beach Comanche 45 Juliet I have your request stand by Comanche 45 Juliet standing by Did that radio conversation sound okay to you? I've got to tell you I have a lot of heartburn over how the pilot made his request and then responded to Miami Center. Some of my grief and pain comes from a disagreement with the pilot's technique and some of my distress comes from his failure to use proper radio procedures. Let's look at the easy stuff first. Let's look at procedures first. When making a request with a controller at an air route traffic control center, or really any air traffic control agency for that matter, the proper word to use is request or requesting. This is straight out of the aeronautical information manual. In this example, the pilot should have said, request direct Ormond Beach, not any chance of direct Ormond Beach. I think I know why the pilot said any chance of. We pilots like to be cooperative. We know working with ATC is a collaborative affair. We also know that most controllers are very busy. With this in mind, many pilots have got it in their heads that presenting a request to ATC in the form of a question sounds less demanding and implies a desire to be cooperative. Hey buddy, I know you're busy, but I'd like to see if you can work in my desire to fly direct somewhere into your workload. Okay, whether I'm right or incorrect in my reasoning for why I think pilots use this phrase, I have to raise the bullsh** flag on using the phrase, any chance of? AirTrap controllers already know pilots know they're busy. The best thing we pilots can do to help a busy controller is keep our transmissions brief and to the point and absolutely in line with standard phraseology when and where possible. Using slang or lingo or made-up phrases, no matter how good our intentions, is distracting, unnecessary, and usually takes up more time on the radio than standard phraseology. So this pilot made another procedural error when Miami Center told him to stand by. I'm sure you know what that is. The pilot responded, standing by. If you look in the pilot controller glossary, standby indicates a need to pause because either a pilot or a controller needs to work on something of a higher priority. In my mind, standby means stop talking so I can work. My wife uses that on me a lot. In any case, when a controller tells you to stand by or stop talking, don't respond because the controller just told you not to respond. He needs time to work. All right, those are the procedural errors in this conversation. Now let's talk about technique. The pilot kicked off his conversation by saying, Miami Center, Comanche 4, five Juliet with a request. I've talked to many controllers about this transmission. They unanimously agree. When you have a request, they say, just say your request. There is no need to give the controller any preamble such as, with a request, Well, there's one exception, and I'll talk about that in a moment. Here's why controllers don't like you to introduce your request and would prefer you to just spit out your request when you have one. Their reason is the exact opposite of what you would think would be appropriate. Many pilots believe it's just simple courtesy to give a controller a heads-up by beginning with a request and then waiting for a reply of, go ahead. Controllers don't look at it that way. They think an introductory transmission like that is a wake-up call or a poke in the ribs implying the controller may not have been listening to his frequency and needs prompting to listen to what follows. What pilots intend as a courtesy call is perceived as exactly the opposite by air traffic controllers. Now you may think, yeah, but what if the controller was on the landline when I make my request? Then I'll have to just repeat myself if he missed it because he was offline. Controllers agree with me on this. So what? If you have to repeat yourself, that's just one extra transmission. On the flip side, if you begin by introducing a request, that's one extra transmission, then the controller has to respond with go ahead, that's two extra transmissions every time, whether they're needed or not. Almost always, these extra transmissions are unnecessary because your controller will be listening to his frequency and will hear your request the first time you make it. All right, earlier I mentioned one exception. If you have a complicated request, such as a change in routing that will be very long, it pays to give your controller a heads up that you're about to ask for something complex. This gives the controller time to grab your flight data strip. So when you make your request, he'll be able to compare your cleared route of flight on the strip to your request, determine if the change is feasible, and then write that change on your strip. Introducing a complicated request is similar to clearance delivery, saying, I have a full route clearance Advise when ready to copy. Note the difference here. Introducing your complicated request by telling the controller what you're about to request is very different from verbally poking him in the ribs for a simple request, such as a request to proceed direct to a single point further along your route of flight. To summarize, when you have a simple request of a controller... Get on the radio and make your request without introduction. When making a request, use the standard words request or requesting, not any chance of. If the controller needs time to analyze your request, he will say, I have your request. And he may add, stand by. Whether or not he responds with stand by, there is no need to respond to his Remark, I have your request. That's everything I know about working with ATC to coordinate reroutes direct to a point. If you've heard other bits of information on the topic that you wish to share, or if you have more questions about proceeding direct, write to me at jeff at atccommunication.com. I'd love to talk it over with you. In our last edition of IFR Flight Radio, I asked you this question You are flying en route. While in contact with Miami Center, the controller says, Skyhawk 30 Delta, contact Miami Center on 133.45. You acknowledge this with Skyhawk 30 Delta switching. You change your primary comm radio to the new frequency and then transmit, Miami Center Skyhawk 9130 Delta, level 8000. There's no answer. You try again, Miami Center Skyhawk 9130 Delta, level 8000. Again, no answer. You also notice there's nothing but complete silence on the frequency. Here's two questions. First, what could be causing the lack of response? And here's a hint. There is more than one possible cause. And second, what's your next move? Here's the answer. As I said, there can be several reasons why an in-root controller, or any controller for that matter, may not answer you when you change to a new radio frequency. First, the obvious. You have the wrong frequency dialed into your radio. This may be because you misheard the frequency when your previous controller gave it to you. I've done that many times. For example, the controller gave me a frequency of 127.52, and I thought I heard 127.50. Another possibility is you heard correctly, but you mistuned the radio frequency anyways. I've done that too. (laughs) For example, I've correctly heard 133.02, but I entered 133.20 into the radio tuning head. In either case, your attempt to contact the next controller will either be transmitted into dead air, or you'll get a wake-up call when someone you weren't expecting answers the radio delta. this is Palm Beach Tower. Return to your last assigned frequency. Second, and this problem will be less obvious, is you contacted the next controller on the correct frequency but he is currently offline to talking to another controller on the landline. Since this is always a possibility, if you do not get an immediate response to your initial radio call, wait about 30 seconds and try again. I have had to make, occasionally, three contact attempts spread apart by a minute before making contact with the next controller. My next move depends on what I hear on the new frequency. If I hear other pilots trying to get in contact with the controller and not getting a response, I'll keep at it for a few more tries. If no one seems to be able to get in contact with the controller, well then I'll go back to my previous frequency and explain the problem to the previous controller. If the frequency is dead, however, that is, no one is on it, I'll give up after a couple of attempts, assuming I got the frequency wrong, and return to the frequency of my previous controller. Anytime I have to return to my previous controller, whatever the reason, I'll transmit this. Cessna 9130 Delta was unable contact on, and then I'll state the new frequency. At that point, my previous controller will respond either with a correction if I misheard or mistune the new frequency, or he'll tell me to re contact if the frequency is correct. He will often add, The next controller was busy. Try him again on 133.02. Here's a new question for you to contemplate. you are flying at your filed cruise altitude on Victor Airway 159 inbound to the Ocala Vortac in north-central Florida. After crossing over the top of Ocala, your cleared route of flight has you making a 46-degree turn to the right to continue on Victor 441 to the Gainesville Vortac. With 30 miles still to go to Ocala, you decide you'd like to save time and fuel by making a request to proceed direct Gainesville. Checking your en route chart, you can see that given your present position, even if you cut the corner at Ocala and proceed direct right now, your new route of flight will keep you well clear of the Palatka Moas northeast of your position. You get on the radio and say to Jacksonville Center, The controller replies, Skyhawk 30 Delta, I have your request. Four minutes pass. The controller has said nothing further to you about your request to proceed direct Gainesville. Instead, he says, Skyhawk 30 Delta, contact Jacksonville Center on 127.8. Here's your questions. First, why do you think the controller never approved your request? Second, Will you have to make the same request of your next controller or will he already have your request in his to-do list when you check in? I'll have the answers to those questions in our next edition of IFR Flight Radio. Until then, if you have any questions for me or if there's something in particular you'd like me to address in our next show, you know how to reach me. I look forward to hearing from you. Before we go, a quick word about radio headsets. If you're considering getting a new radio headset and you have questions about which one will work best for you, I'd like to suggest a new feature at my sister website that may help you make a decision. Check out the Headset Buyer's Guide at atccommunication.com. I've loaded that page up with headset buying suggestions, a comparison table for looking at headsets in various price categories side by side, and a place to rate a headset you already own. Does that sound like something that might be of use to you? Take a look, see if the buyer's guide helps, and let me know if you have any suggestions to make it even better. Music for this show was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com on a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you're flying this week, I hope you have high ceilings and a smooth ride. I'm Jeff Canerish for IfrFlightRadio.com, saying be well. Keep in touch and fly safe.